Street. It's always a great joy to be here, a great joy to teach this retreat, a great joy to um, to have this the honor of um, participating in this retreat each year. I find that there is great power in women sitting together. It always surprises me. I um, have ideas about it, but then the actuality of it always surprises and and touches me. I think that um, there's such a great opportunity in this environment of, of sitting together as women to go very deep, to really be able to relax and to find some sense of ease within, an inner sense of ease. And out of this sense of ease and relaxation, such room for insight and wisdom to be nourished in each one of us. I see a lot of very familiar faces here. And just to say that whether you're here for the first time or whether this is a retreat of many for you, however many times you've been on retreat, such a good opportunity to come to this retreat in a new and a fresh way. So right here, sitting, perhaps having sat in this hall many times before, but right now new and fresh and just this moment. And throughout the retreat, throughout this week together, which is just a concept to call it a week, to remember that over and over again, we can just be here in this moment. And so whatever it is that's occurring, whatever you've brought with you, whatever we have here together, this is what we can be aware and awake of. Very much the process of meditation is a process of awakening to who and what we really are. It is a process of opening to what already is. And so in this process, everything is acceptable. Everything, every emotion, every thought, every mood, whatever it is in the moment, whatever our experience is, we can relate to it with open-heartedness, with clear-mindedness and open-heartedness. And we can begin this process right now, whether we've been on retreat many times before or whether this is our first time. It is for all of us our first time. It's one of those odd situations in which it's good to be a beginner. In this world, it's always not a good thing to be a beginner. One's supposed to be an expert at everything. But here, in this environment, in this relaxation and ease, it really benefits us to be beginners. And even right now to begin to be with our experience, whatever it may be, if there's some excitement or anxiety or anticipation or whatever it might be, everything is acceptable in our practice of seeing more and more clearly how things are. And so I just encourage us all to begin with a sense of open-heartedness and to relate to whatever it is that's happening right here and now with open-heartedness. A way to be with one another in this community that we have is to work with particular guidelines with the precepts. And many of you are very familiar with what these guidelines are. One is to refrain from destroying life, even very teeny tiny life, as in bugs or flies or whatever, so that everybody, everything feels safe, 
in this environment. To refrain from taking that which isn't given to us, that which doesn't belong to us. To refrain from sexual misconduct, which in this environment simply means celibacy. To refrain from using speech in a way that is harmful, which in this environment means not to speak at all. (laughs) One Zen master once said, open your mouth and you're wrong. (laughs) So we're safe. And the fifth is to refrain from intoxicants or drugs that cloud the mind. Our intent being to deepen and to allow for more and more levels of freedom and clarity to emerge, that which is natural within us to simply emerge. So these guidelines or precepts are ways that we can create a sense of protection, a sense of safety for ourselves as well as for everyone here. I would like to join Narayan in welcoming you very much to this time we have here once again, this time of of women gathering together. I too am aware of uh, how how very special it is here to have so many women gathered together in community and sharing hopefully a a really rather fundamental direction of seeking how to bring out from within ourselves or bring forth from within ourselves the wisdom and the compassion that is possible for all of us. Also, a friend of mine practicing once here for many, many months and practicing very steadily for many long hours, once found a note addressed to her on the board. And when she read the note, it said, the whole universe applauds you. (laughs) And I found it really rather a a wonderful sentiment in the sense that when we, we come here on retreat, there is perhaps a sense of exploring horizons of learning how not only to connect with our own freedom, our understanding, our capacities for compassion, but also in that how much we are in a way bearing vigil to those qualities that are so important in our world. For those of you who are new here, I would like to say to you this evening, please, to relax. Um, I know it's very daunting to come into IMS for the first time and, you know, to see these various statues about and perhaps you've seen people doing some odd little walks and you know, some strange signs, and I'm sure you perhaps look at the schedule and think, how am I ever going to survive this? But please relax. You will. You will be fine. You will be, I hope, happy even. You will not even be made to suffer. We don't have anybody hiding in the wings who's going to jump out and beat you with sticks. Uh, You know, nothing, hopefully nothing terrible will take place. Um, And I trust that you too will also come to feel very quickly at home in this environment and in this community. And one of the things that we do on retreat is learn to perhaps rediscover 
within ourselves a sanctuary of calm and stillness. If it is extraordinarily important in our lives to know how to come with great ease to an inner sanctuary of peace and calm. Over many years, thousands of people have come to IMS because IMS in some ways so strongly symbolizes that kind of sanctuary. It symbolizes a a kind of oasis of peace and commitment and dedication amidst a world which is often very fragmented and confused and in conflict. And in coming here, I think we do begin to appreciate that the calm, the peace, the stillness that we may discover here, that it's not geographical, that it has something to do with our own intentions, our own willingness to learn, our own willingness to open to ourselves, our willingness to let go. I think one of the greatest gifts of a retreat is really to discover very directly and immediately that we hold within ourselves this sanctuary of calm and peace and openness. A retreat offers us a rare opportunity in our lives. It is an opportunity to let go of so much of the busyness and the doing that can consume our lives. A retreat also offers us the opportunity to let go of so much of the the armor and the disguises that we may feel are necessary to survive in our world. We don't have to prove ourselves here. We don't have to be busy. We don't have to perform. We don't have to appear in a particular way. This is a rare and precious gift in our world. In this letting go, in this learning how to be at ease within this simplicity, I think we have the potential all of us, to rediscover our own possibilities, our own potential for serenity and for understanding. Merton once wrote, what can we gain by sailing to the moon if we are not able to cross the abyss that separates us from ourselves? This is the most important of all voyages of discovery, and without it, all the rest are useless. This is the kind of voyage or journey we make here on retreat, perhaps one of the most important journeys in our lives, to discover who we are, to discover what is possible, to discover a way of living in our world, in which we can contribute to understanding, to peace, to connectedness, to oneness. In coming into this environment, we join or we follow the same pathways which have been followed over thousands of years. You know, meditation is not something new that was discovered a few years ago to fix the stresses of our modern world. (laughs) This is a very ancient tradition. This is not some new age idea, you know, that, that sounds good. This is an ancient tradition that we are taking part in here. It's an ancient tradition which has many dimensions. One of those dimensions is a dimension of inner healing, of learning how to heal ourselves. One of the dimensions of this tradition is very practical, learning the lessons of how to live our lives with integrity and honesty and dignity. One of the dimensions of this tradition is very mystical. It is a dimension of liberation, 
of understanding, of freedom. The whole of meditation practice is in the service of wisdom and compassion. I think that is just so important for us to remember here. Because when we come here, we do come perhaps with our ideas of you know, what we'd like to resolve on this retreat. Maybe we come with, with problems we want answers to. Maybe we come with issues we want to resolve. Maybe we come with, with curiosity. Um, you know, maybe we come with looking for new directions in our lives. It is not that these are irrelevant. These may be totally valid in the context of this retreat. But I think it is so important to remind ourselves that this whole tradition and all of what we do here, everything that we do here in every moment, is in the service of wisdom and compassion, in the service of understanding, in the service of generosity, and in the service of healing. It is very easy in our lives to find ourselves exiled from the sanctuaries of calmness and peace that we know lie within ourselves. We are surrounded by a world of symbols from the media, from advertising, from cultural values. We are bombarded with symbols. And many of the symbols, the models, the images, the values that are promoted, many of them emphasize the importance of success, the importance of doing, the importance of producing and performing, and the importance of appearance. And it is very easy amidst this bombardment to become really rather lost lost in a world of busyness and lost in a world of expectations, lost in a world of seeking or chasing the next moment, what might be, what should be, what could be. But it is not only the forces that exist in our outer world that serve to exile us from a sanctuary of calm and peace. We also live within our personal world of anxieties and fears and hungers and addictions. We can easily find ourselves engaged and lost in our regrets about the past or worries about the future, our preoccupations with the present. In many ways, so much of the busyness we engage in, it is a search for happiness. It is often a search for fulfillment. It's often a search for connectedness. And yet so often we can follow pathways that take us away from ourselves, that take us into a kind of homelessness. And in busyness, in being too busy in our lives, we can actually forget what it is that really makes a difference in our personal world, in the world that we live in. We have to remember that it is not just doing or producing that touches our world, but the quality of our presence, the quality of our being. And this is what we are really concerned with here. The quality of our being, the quality of our consciousness, the quality of our presence in this world with connecting with our own capacity to love, to touch, to heal, and to understand. This practice is a way of returning home. It is not a rejection of the world. It's not in any way a condemnation of the world, because the world we live in asks for our very conscious and compassionate engagement and transformation. But we are returning, in a way, to ourselves, to this most intimate and fundamental relationship in our lives, our relationship within our own being, 
our relationship with our own bodies, our minds, our hearts, our aspirations. It is here that we are asked to learn the lessons of listening, the lessons of learning how to be at ease within ourselves. It seems such a simple thing to ask, to learn how to be at ease, how to be at peace with our own bodies, minds, and hearts. And yet it is so very challenging for us. In returning home to ourselves, in exploring this most intimate relationship in our lives, we are learning the lessons of how to free ourselves of struggle, of alienation, of conflict, so that we really can learn to be at ease and at home within all things. It is here, in this very simple moment-to-moment listening, moment-to-moment attentiveness, It is here that we learn the lessons of peace, of compassion, of acceptance. Now, this is a very simple path. This may disappoint some of you. We do very ordinary things here. We walk and we sit and we breathe and we eat and we sleep. And we do very ordinary things that we've done a thousands and thousands of times before. We don't really have any special touches to offer. You know, there are no initiations, no special rituals. There'll be no little strings handed out or diplomas or graduations, you know, no progress charts or report cards or any of that kind of thing you may be used to having. We are not here to learn any kind of new belief or philosophy, which may be a relief to many of you. We are not going to try and convert you to Buddhism or any other thing. You will probably go home looking very much as you looked when you first entered here. Nobody may even notice that you've done a retreat. This is so ordinary. We're not even looking for special experiences. You've probably read lots of books. You know, where really exciting things happen to people in meditation, you know, they have really interesting experiences and they, they get really high and blissful and spaced out, you know, and have moments of enlightenment and awakening. Well, we're not looking for any of that. We're not looking to go anywhere else. This is a path of being present. It's not a path to something else. It's not a path to another moment, another destination, another experience. It is a path of diving so deeply into where we are, into learning how to see the special in the ordinary and the ordinary in the special. To me, this is one of the most greatest mystical gifts we can ever understand. How to see the magic and the special within the most ordinary things in our lives, and yet how to let go of that. This is a path of opening and attention, learning and trusting that all that we ever need for transformation, all we ever need for deepening, all we ever need for wisdom and compassion lies within this very moment that we are in. And that every moment that we are in is an invitation. I think if we can bear that in mind, this retreat would be very easy for us. To bear in mind that every moment is an invitation. It's an invitation to listen well, to feel deeply, to be touched, to appreciate, to learn, to let go. Every single moment offers us this invitation. By paying attention to these moments, we can perhaps begin to appreciate what depth of understanding lies within that invitation. This practice doesn't make any demands of us. 
We are not here to be holy or perfect or especially spiritual. And I hope you understand that this retreat is not a test. It is not any kind of test of our worth or how adequate we are or how spiritual we are. Meditation is simply an invitation to explore what is possible for us. Everyone who ever comes to a retreat is brought here by some degree of intuition. You see, I personally come from a a perspective where I acknowledge that everyone here is exceptionally wise already. We are, everyone here is very wise. There is lots of insight in this room. It is intuition that brings us to a retreat. Somehow we have the intuition within ourselves that says, that speaks to us of the possibility as living as an awake and wise and compassionate woman. We have the intuition within ourselves that speaks to us of the possibility of freedom. We have the intuition that brings us here, that speaks to us and says to us that it is not necessary for us to live a life of conflict or of suffering or of division. It is coming to a retreat, I trust, is actually a way of responding to that intuition. What we do here in this practice is learn to apply that intuition on a moment-to-moment level to see in every moment what it is that contributes to freedom and well-being and what it is that contributes to sorrow and to suffering. When we learn, begin to see that in every moment, our path actually becomes very clear to us. And we really understand that it is not a path to somewhere else, that it is in this moment that we learn new lessons, that it is only this moment that we're in that we have the opportunity to find peace amidst chaos, that we have the opportunity to discover kindness amidst anger, compassion amidst resentment, and understanding amidst confusion. I invite you to very much take to heart the guideline of simplicity Um, even though IMS is not exactly overloaded with with entertainment or things to do or, you know, things to distract yourself with, the mind is indeed very ingenious (laughs) and will find lots of interesting things to do here. You know, you will be really rather amazed to discover what delight you can take in even washing your socks many times in a... is, you know, the mind is hungry at times. It's hungry for something to do. I truly invite you to, to learn to live in a simple way here. It is an act of kindness for yourself. You know, you will see that there is a room that sort of looks like a library, but it's not a library. You know, think of it only as a kind of a showpiece, you know, a kind of movie set or something. You know, the room that looks like a library is actually a room to sit in outside of the meditation room. It's clearly not a room to read in. Um, I would suggest that you let go of reading during this week here altogether, and that includes the instructions on the fire extinguishers and... All of the other interesting little notes you can find to read around this building. (laughs) To let go of reading, if you brought any projects with you in your suitcase, (laughs) and some of you may very well have, you know, letters to write, you know, papers to mark, novels that you're working on, you know, any of that kind of project. It would be a service to yourself to leave it in your suitcase. To cultivate simplicity, you know, it should not be a hardship to us to be, just to be still. This is actually a gift we are offering to ourselves. It is not a hardship that is imposed. To learn how to celebrate and to appreciate that gift This is a time for being awake to ourselves, 
not for engaging in the variety of hungers that may govern our lives. I would invite you, too, to slow down. You know, you, you may be in a routine of rushing and, you know, having to meet deadlines and turn things in on time. Well, you know, you don't have to plan a lot here. If you've noticed, we've got everything planned for you. The whole day is planned for you. As a matter of fact, all you have to do is just keep your ears open for the bell, you know. When you see a bunch of people moving in one direction, it's probably a good idea to follow them. They know where they're going, you know. It's, it's either time to sit or it's time to walk or it's time to eat. And everything is arranged. Everything is arranged. So to let go of the busyness, to slow down, to slow down, to learn how to relax within your body, to touch the earth, to be present, to be present within yourself. The meditation is very simple. And uh, again, you know, many of you know this. They know this. To bear in mind that so much of this practice is about befriending. It's about befriending our world, befriending ourselves, and it begins with befriending our bodies. So when you sit, I do encourage you very much to find a posture where you are at ease within your body. Now, um, Narayan and I happen to sit like this because we're comfortable sitting like this. We're not you know, trying to illustrate the perfect meditation posture up here or you know, give instructions on the right way to sit. If you are more comfortable in a chair, I encourage you to use a chair, please. And I say this so strongly because so many people still have this idea that they're graduating if they get onto a cushion, you know, and that there's somehow, there is a link between enlightenment and crossed legs. I can assure you this is not true. This is not true. You're okay on a chair. You're okay on a bench. You're okay on a cushion. But to find a way in which your body is not under stress. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to sit here, you know, and, uh, you know, find that you never have a single tickle in your knee. Well, you may very well have a few tickles. But to get a posture where you're relatively confident and alert and steady. And I do suggest that you sit with your back straight. Not because it is a way of, I think, kind of embodying what we are actually directing ourselves towards here, embodying a quality of alertness within our postures. It's also a good way to avoid back pain. To find a posture that feels comfortable, the whole of this practice revolves around wakefulness, around being attentive, around being present, about listening well. To be awake, we need to be here. We need to be attentive. The sitting practice is very simple. We begin with our breathing, not because the breathing is better than something else to pay attention to, but because our breathing is always accessible to us. Because it doesn't require our control and it doesn't require any production of anything. When you sit, just bring your attention into your body. Notice your breathing. Experience your breathing. It's not a right way to breathe. You might have a shallow breath. You might have a deep breath. Be present within your breathing. It's not so much a, a concept of watching your breath. It is really being within your breath, within a single breath, a beginning of a breath, an end of a breath. If you've practiced before and you've found it easier to bring your attention to one place within your breathing, your nostrils or your abdomen, that's fine. Do that. Rest your attention there. Remembering that what we are concerned with here, though, is developing attentiveness and wakefulness. The breathing is very secondary to this. It is, our, it is a support. That is all. We are also not trying to create a hierarchy you know, where you're doing things right if you're with the breath and you're doing things wrong if you're not with the breath. There are many aspects to our own experience in every moment. There is our bodies, our thoughts, listening, feelings that arise. 
There are times when our attention is drawn away from our breath because something else is more predominant. It might be a thought, it might be a body sensation, it might be a sound. In those moments, give the same attentiveness, the same care, the same quality of wakefulness to that moment. To listen, return to your breathing. To be aware of a thought as a thought, and return to your breathing. To be aware of a feeling as a feeling, and return to your breathing. To know that every moment is worthy of our wholehearted attention. Every moment is worthy of our wholehearted wakefulness. Tomorrow morning we will speak much more about the actual practice. But to end this evening, I'd like to suggest that we end with a short sitting. Um, You have been sitting down for quite a while. If your body's feeling a little uncomfortable, if you'd like to take just two minutes just to stand up and stretch your legs, That's fine. Give some uh, attention to your posture, to your body, just ensuring that you feel a sense of balance and alertness and steadiness within your body. Just consciously settling into your posture and settling into this moment. Just joining your attentiveness with your breath. Breathing in with sensitivity and breathing out with sensitivity. Aware of the way in which your body is responding to your breathing. It's expansion. And contraction, the rise and fall of your body, of your chest and abdomen with your breath.
Being aware of those moments when your attention is drawn away from your breath. Bringing the same calm and clear attentiveness to those moments. Just cultivating calmness within your body, cultivating calmness within your breathing, and cultivating calmness within your attention. 
May all beings be at peace within themselves. May all beings live in peace with one another. May all beings live in peace. I know it's possible that some of you are tired today from traveling, arriving here. Um, so tomorrow morning, we're not scheduling an early morning. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.